And we are live. We are live. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Nerdy Up North podcast. It is a nerdy podcast hosted by Northern Nerds. I am one of your hosts, Sam. And I'm the host, Sam, uh, I was going to say Sam there as well. <laughs> I'm the host, Paul. Uh, and I am a little bit tired and confused with it being a Friday night. Um, yeah. And we are joined by the very hairy and very handsome uh, Kev this week. <laughs> I'm aware that I nearly missed them last time for my... Uh, rant for the Halloween episode. Well, oh, yeah, you yeah, did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for uh, when we talked about uh, trick or treat. So I, I do apologize, Kev, for leaving me out there. So, yes, this is our Friday night special because we will be in no fit state to do this uh, on Sunday. Uh, or we might not even be talking to each other. Yeah, after, we after might not Sunday. even be friends. So, like, <laughs> this might be a final one, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, um, so we are doing this episode all about uh, werewolves, so we will be going into the Halloween spooky season. Last year we did one about vampires, and we had the lovely Donna and her sister on, where we talked about everything that went bum in the night. So this time we're going to go barking at the moon, or howling at the moon, shall we say. But yes, um, so Sam, do you want to get your little bit oh. out of the way? <laughs> Oh, should I do the disclaimer first, or should I ask the big, big question? We'll get your disclaimer out of the way, don't worry. Okay, (laughs) okay. So everything discussed in today's episode is our opinions and our opinions alone. If you wanted to discuss anything from tonight's episode, please come and join us in the Facebook group where we can have an open discussion. What we won't have is anyone coming for us and telling us our opinions are wrong. We can all agree to disagree in fandom, so let's keep it fun, keep it kind, and keep the toxic behaviour out of nerdism. We'll do our best. Each day is a fight. It's like a different crusade. <laughs> <laughs> we pick but, our battles well. Yes. But before Sam gets a, a little thing out of the way and like, she gets all excited for her, bless her, <laughs> uh, we do have a little bit of an announcement that we made today that we didn't realise that was going to come about, but <laughs> uh, uh, it came about quite quick. We are going to be uh, featuring at Nerdfest uh, come uh near easter time we are going to have our own little table where we'll be doing a live podcast probably not on the internet but we'll record like a podcast there and get anyone who's there to come and sit down and talk to us so it'll be a whole day thing which will be interesting and uh we are hosting or being judges of the cosplay competition (laughs) (laughs) so crazy i can't wait though but it's just so i i didn't think i'd ever be judging someone on cosplay. So all I've got to say is big boobs and red heads. You'll win every day. So <laughs> you're coming. I'm just get your wig. <laughs> Make mental notes. <laughs> tick box here, tick box there. <laughs> but yes, um, like I said, the lovely guys at Nerdfest sent us a message today after the lovely Laura uh, like introduced us. So Laura will be there as well. She'll be the one that looks very small, almost childlike, uh, but a gob's definitely not childlike, so don't worry about that. Uh, <laughs> my God. And if you ask her nicely, she'll Irish dance for you. Yeah, possibly. And she won't even need a drink. That's the thing. But yeah. uh, but but yes, so that's going to be happening, and that'll be uh, entertaining for sure. Uh, see what trouble and mischief we can cause in that day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it'll be definitely fun. But yes, and also, do you want to do it, Sam? Oh, okay. You ready? <laughs> you yeah. ready? Big question, guys. How you doing? 
the little image is flashing now. <laughs> is it doing? Is it there? Is it there? It's there. It's flashing up now. You've got oh. a little joy. So we're trying to give Sam her own little spotlight with a thing, trying to make it not as sound as bad as, as it does come across. I know, because the idea is just to sit, there we go, I can see it now. The idea is just, how are you all doing? <laughs> How's your week been? We're all pretty tired, I think. <laughs> but we are, right. Um, I've not really watched anything new, I don't think. Uh, Kev, what about yourself? Um. If I didn't discuss it, I think Goodwill might actually kill us. <laughs> so, um, yes, welcome to Toilet Gate. Ah, yes. Tell us the Toilet Gate story. So, <laughs> sit down and grab a chair. Got my drink. <laughs> grab a stool. <laughs> so, uh, finished me physio the other day for the long COVID clinic, and I went to the toilet. Now, bearing in mind, I used the disabled toilets because I was coming into the office, so... I wasn't using those toilets because I'd have to run all the way around and I was Boston. So ran into the disabled toilets, locked it, sat down, bearing down, as you do, you know. Didn't have a paper or anything, so I was reading a bottle of bleach. And the next thing I know, I hear the door going, someone's trying to get in. So I'm sat there shouting, there's someone in. And the next thing, there's keys rattling in the door. So I'm shouting, there's someone in. Someone opened the door, walked in, opened the other door. I'm sat there in all my glory, staring at this big fat fucking bald cunt and I hear <laughs> are you going to be long son <laughs> and I'm sat there looking at him like I'm having a shit you know if the door's locked it means it's in use he can't and I've got an eating I was like clearly there's someone in he's just like all oh, right well what do you want us to do I was like get the fuck out through the toilet brush it and called him a scruffy cunt when he was gone out I shouted through if you walk in the toilet and the cubicle is locked do you kick it through to see if someone's there <laughs> fuck off so that's uh, that's toilet gate, and my boss has done literally fucking nothing about it when I could put a complaint in. So, wow! Yeah, toilet gate. <laughs> so yes, where um, where do we go from here? <laughs> where do we go from here? Oh shit! Like a shaking dog. <laughs> well, Buffy episode now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, um, I'm sorry that happened to you, Kev. I yeah. say. I'm sure Goodwill will give you a hug next time he sees you, but I'm not going to probably do with it. Yeah. <laughs> Traumatized. Bet, I bet got in the toilet. <laughs> show us on my little pony skill where you were touched. <laughs> right call, call back for, for all the podcasts, for, the, for all the listeners there. Yeah. <laughs> but yes. Um, on lighter notes... <laughs> It didn't get much more lighthearted than that. Come on. You start the podcast with toilet with toilet talk. I mean, where can it yeah. go from here? <laughs> I mean, I was about three pounds lighter afterwards. So. But yes. Um I'm trying to think if there's anything new I've watched this week. Uh, no. probably really sorry guys. Oh. <laughs> no. No movies. Uh nothing. But um everything's been pretty much boring, to be honest. Like saying nothing's really came about and came through. So um, I can't really beat Kev's story, which is uh, like a shame. So if you want, we can get into it and get started with actual uh, talk on werewolves. So yes. where did, like, see, like, because I know with werewolves now, it's, it's a strange one because it was all of a sudden they were like in every single aspect of media, like, film, TV shows, uh, like say, it 
was used for most parts, like the chom- comedy aspect. Yeah. Uh, I'm so oh. sorry, I'm going to have to go. <laughs> I'm just two seconds, my cat's trying to get out. <laughs> two minutes. Mm-hmm. Right, where are you going? Sorry, keep talking. He's coming back. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um. Yes, so whereabouts did, like I say, uh, use kind of get like introduced into the like the werewolf like cause I know there's a lot of different folklore and a lot of different legends about werewolves but what what like kind of was the introduction for yourselves like I'll start with Kev um mine was a it wasn't so much a form of phys- like it was physical but not so much media mm-hmm. um when I was a kid and Sammy will relate to this one because no doubt she'll have had the same thing um I was collecting all the Ghostbusters toys and there's a werewolf Ghostbusters toy mm-hmm. and you pull its legs together and its arms kind of spread out and it tilts its head back in a howl yeah. um, mm-hmm. with white shirt and blue jeans. And I kind of got into werewolves from there and I was wondering what the hell it was. Obviously, I was a kid. I didn't really know. So mm-hmm. my uncle Stephen started telling the stories about werewolves. I started crapping myself a little bit. My auntie Jackie being the infinitely maternal person that she is decided to emphasize on that and make us crappy pants a bit more so <laughs> we started watching american werewolf um oh well so right in the deep end there <laughs> oh yeah of course yeah i mean it, it was the 80s there was nowhere else to go um and from there i pretty much got hooked on them i was absolutely terrified of american werewolf the first time i watched it um, mm-hmm. but absolutely loved it at the same time it was just like holy shit this is fucking amazing <laughs> <laughs> no american werewolf like it is a stable i think that is probably i know you'll probably disagree with with this comment it is probably the go-to or the ultimate when anyone thinks of werewolves the law was re- referenced that movie because it was this uh, it was probably the starting point and especially the transformation um it's been done well since but i don't think it's ever been done better like in any type of like werewolf movie or like say of TV show or aspect where the werewolf like transformation, like and how they did it with the practical effects as well. Um, it was Rhea Baker, wasn't it? I yeah. believe right. who did it. Uh, Rick Baker, sorry. Um, absolutely amazing. Like as an art, like I said that because it was an art form. What they did with that movie, and I don't think, um, like me just saying it the way I am, does it any justice? If if you like, say a lover of horror or a lover of anything that's spooky, watch this movie because it doesn't just play on the, the simple fact on the beast and stuff. It takes you like on an emotional journey as well, and it like it it, it spends a lot of the time not in like the werewolf form and no, stuff. And, and it's pretty fucking funny as well. <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's a comedy too, yeah. um, I mean, which yeah. has the amazing um, Griffin Dunn. And I <laughs> always thought for a very long time that it was um, Justin Hoffman. I don't know, like, I, they, they kind of look a bit similar, but they don't. <laughs> um, and I generally thought for a long time that was Justin Hoffman. And then I was like, oh, God, it's not. But Griffin Dunn, the <laughs> brother of Dominique Dunn, who was in The Poltergeist, <laughs> yeah. in fact. It was... Uh, it- I, I do agree with you to an extent on that one. Like it is where everyone should start off with werewolf films and probably has. Mm-hmm. It's not my favorite werewolf film, but no. it's top five any day of the week. It's yeah. absolutely meant the werewolf tran- transformation. I was just having a think there. I can't think of one that stands out as much. Mm-hmm. It was, it was pioneering it for the time. It was it the was first time, the first time the way, how we did it mm-hmm. was done. 
Yeah, I mean, um, the only one that comes close for me for the transformation is the howling. Which, again, is taken from Rick Baker's original yeah. way of doing it. If anyone got a chance to go to Universal Studios, Monster Makeup uh, attraction, and it's all closed down now, which is really sad, um, but it <laughs> actually showed you how it was done. and it's so, But it was presented by Tom Savini. I'll mm-hmm. never understand that. It's work, <laughs> but it's Tom Savini presenting it. Um, and it was it was mind blowing. Kind of like, like a passing of the torch, though, with that with the Tom Savini. Oh, mm. definitely, yeah, uh-huh, because Tom Savini has tried to and ha- probably has successfully done it many times over, replicate the the actual process. Um, but they go like step by step, and for something that like is two seconds on the screen was the most mind blowing thing I'd ever seen. But yet only watched the film last year. All right. And only watched it for the first time last year. Which so that means you watched the... American Werewolf. What? Which one, the Howling <laughs> or American Werewolf? I've never seen the Howling. Um, American Werewolf. <laughs> so that means you watched American Werewolf in Paris first before London. <laughs> I did. Yeah. I did. On my 18th birthday, <laughs> after we'd all getting thoroughly thoroughly drunk at my house we all went up to my bedroom and put on we're literally watching that at the end of the night that's right guys this is how rock and roll we are in sunland we got yeah. pissed we didn't <laughs> have pissed. we didn't at 18 we got pissed we didn't have an orgy we didn't all mess around no. nope we watched a fucking scary movie we well, watched scary movies <laughs> well to be fair though I, I passed out and just got pushed under a bed so um i oh, can't remember the scary <laughs> No, that was a bad time. It um, was a good night, though. <laughs> but yeah, mine was probably a little bit more innocent, my first introduction to the werewolves. And what had been uh, in the 80s film, it was Teen Wolf, Michael J. Oh, Fox. Um, and that whole aspect and like the visuals, it was almost like a mini Chewbacca when you when you think about it now, yeah. the way he looks uh, and the style. And... Um, and Whatever one you can see, there's a lot of things you can remember about that movie. The big thing, what everyone always goes back to, is surfing USA. That m- music and with, uh, like, seeing them surfing on the top of the the van yeah. uh, always stands out. But again, I can't really remember too much of the movie now because it's not one of the ones I've went back to recently. I just remember. <laughs> uh, I know they did a sequel, but the the thing that always got me was before we got twist endings and everything like that. And I did not see it coming. I should have. Is when he's in the bathroom and he's freaking out, and he opens the door because he's his dad's like, "Please let us in." And he's like, "Right, he's going to show his dad and freak, freak his dad out." And it turns out his dad's a werewolf after all. Yeah. And it was such a nice little family moment <laughs> that, that, that that you love to see, which you weren't expecting. But Michael J. Fox in his prime in the eighties, just nothing Classic. could nothing can touch whatever he did that back then. No. But yeah, that was probably my for- first foray into the fairy beast. That was werewolves. I am not the biggest, and this sounds ridiculous given that I actually picked this episode. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not the biggest. I was, I was not the biggest fan of werewolves growing up. Mm-hmm. They didn't interest us. They were just a ugh, like I don't give a shit. It's only been in the last few years that I've finally started to appreciate them in horror. Mm-hmm. Um. And that's probably why I watched American Werewolf in London recently. Mm-hmm. The thing is, though, with the werewolves as well, I know we were talking before we went live as well, and uh, 
this genre or this like character, like say, especially in a lot of horrors and stuff, gets shit on so much. It's it's it became almost like the joke beast. Like a lot of people take vampires very seriously, and like a lot, like a lot of movies are the same. But werewolves, it's kind of became like the joke factor and like the side joke in a lot of TV shows. Um, and it's always been one that's always been kidded about. Um, the one that uh, stands out for me is um, Bob's Burgers, <laughs> the, the episode where um, Bob's like thinks like, he's drugged up or something, like he's not well. And Teddy's came over to look after him, but Teddy's got like a bite mark and it's all foggy and stuff like that. And um, he thinks that Teddy's turned into a werewolf and trying to eat him. So oh, he's, he's constantly trying to battle Teddy and like he's like, it's just the hilarity of yeah. it. But for a lot of times, that's where werewolves have, has been. It's always been the piss take or the jokes. Yeah. yeah um, and, I'll mm-hmm. tell you what's uh, changed that for a lot of people though. Mm-hmm. Um, Charlotte will give a little squeal. Um, Supernatural. Yes. That episode where so. Sam had to kill his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And that, that was a harsh episode. I mean, it, it was pretty damn brutal. Um, mm. But that last scene where uh, Silent Lucidity by Queensryche starts playing mm-hmm. and you hear the gunshot and then that, teen, that tear rolled down Dean's eye. That was just like, oh, that was harsh. Mm-hmm. And it it kind of got them back out of the comedy aspect and into a new light of like today's audience, not that, how we grew up. Yeah, Supernatural was one of these shows that, like, fair enough, the 15 seasons that did a lot of wrong. I'll yeah. be honest. <laughs> See, I, oh, I, 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 so I, much wrong. I love Supernatural, but and I, I give it so much shit for a lot of the aspects. But but when it comes to werewolves, it, it kind of cha- like changed it on its head a little bit, yeah. where they didn't go all furry beasts and stuff like that. It was more just like... Brutal. Yeah, so it was like uh, like exaggerated hands and exaggerated teeth and yeah. like the yeah. eyes and stuff kind of disappeared. So it was almost like humanoid aspects, but in like beast form. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a brilliant episode where it was kind of like a time lapse ep- episode where the, the the Winchester boys wasn't in it, and it was like a film student and his best friend. Yeah, and the girl, his girlfriend moved in, and one of them got bit. And then it was kind of like fighting between the things and he ended up killing her. Then he bit her and Sam and Dean, like it was like, um, she did a video and said, look, this wasn't my choice. I'm going to do whatever I can. Uh, So I don't pass on this or don't cause any more problems. You can hunt us. um, But because, but I'm like, say, please give us mercy. And it was kind of like the time when the Winchesters were, like say in two parts because I think it was when Dean said okay we'll give her the space but Sam wanted to go and kill her because yeah. they kept them flipping through the seasons but they, they do werewolves were so well on Supernatural like any episode they've Goth. been on Goth actually a comedy character like far <laughs> far from beyond that should work on Supernatural no DJ but... Quails is not the actor you would have picked for that no mm-hmm. I know he was in when I watched it. Yeah, it worked. He done so so well with the character. Mm -hmm. Considering he started off as a joke, and then he kind of got the serious side—not like the killer side—but the I'm going to take you in. I'm going to show you what we're doing, um, and it's not humans. Mm -hmm. Uh, It kind of worked. Yes, and as I said, with TV shows, like 
like if you go back, it's a like kind of a staple where they try and surprise you. Like going back to Buffy as well with Oz Buffy. and the whole. Oh, uh, God, that was a shock, mind. Yes, that, that was a huge shock. But having the look, the look in Buffy wasn't right. That was the thing. It was more like a a, a furry thing from um, something you saw from Return of Oz coming at you and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> like a wheel. It was like a run, like a wheeler type thing. It reminded me of um, the monster from Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> just, just a smaller version. <laughs> yeah, it, just, it wasn't done very well. No, like what they've done with the like not the design but the actual story and stuff like that was really well. Mm-hmm. Um, like obviously Oz locking himself up and Willow trying mm-hmm. to look after him and Giles keeping a secret and stuff. Like they've done mm-hmm. that really well. Mm-hmm. And then the whole brutality of it all when I, I can't even remember a name when there was a female wolf. Yes, and when there was like almost like they were attacking but mating at the same time, so yeah. it was like it was violent as hell, yeah. especially for like say prime time, like six seven o'clock TV shows, yeah. like Buffy was at the time. But again, Buffy was very ahead of its time when it came to yeah. the topics and and stuff. But that was one of the things. Like as I'm trying to think back to things that stand out on the TV like side of things, other than like say them and the mainstays. Um, it's it's always been like kind of like a joke, but they always mess with and like the folklore or the kind of like the like mythology some of it. mythology of yeah, that's correct. Um, because they always try and cure the the sickness because that's what they treated as as a, as a sickness as yeah. well. Um, but nothing has ever like come about the cures. Like I know some things here, um, you can just kill it by chopping its head off or setting it on fire. Yeah. Or uh, but then there's other ones where it's only silver can kill kill it as well. Yeah, I think I Honestly, heard that one in Underworld. That yeah, right? this, yeah, this is what I never understood because like when I was growing up and stuff like that, the law was always, oh, it can only be a silver bullet. Mm-hmm. Like you've got to shoot it with a silver bullet. Well, fantastic! What did they do when guns weren't around? <laughs> it was a silver arrow. Just get it. <laughs> so it was Fire kind of it was kind of a bit of a high. It was it was just a bit of a dick move to say that it can only be a silver bullet. Mm-hmm. Hold on, guns weren't always around. So what did they do before that? Um, did they just pick out nuggets of silver and fucking pelt them at it? Get out your dirty guns! Hit it with a roll of newspaper or something. You know, but that, but that's Bad the thing boy. though, because because you did mention about underworld as well, and that was the first time I come across the term lichens as well because like, yeah. I, I hadn't heard that before but um apparently it was like say quite big and like as i said the legends like a lot of people use lichen as thing but again even in underworld it was used like as a secondary character i know michael shane's character was absolutely brilliant in that he was, was fantastic, fantastic and totally unrecognizable yeah mm-hmm. like Especially, i could have not said that's michael shane like mm-hmm. the third one for me is my favorite one of them like mm-hmm. Rise of Lycans is my favourite underworld film because you don't have to worry about all the vampire shit so much. It's like, right, <laughs> you understand, you're a vampire, you look pretty. Oh, dear, you've got tight PVC. Well, there's your story over. Get the good stuff. And it shows you the Lycans. And the, the changes in the Lycans, again, um, mm-hmm. like the transformation scene, even in Underworld 1 when you saw that huge black fella coming out in the mm-hmm. train station yeah. and just yes. his face stretches out and you're like, shit. This is happening. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it the first time I watched it. I thought it was going to be like some little, oh my God, he's turned into a dire wolf. Hope he's yeah. a You know, <laughs> just something taking the piss a little bit. Yeah. But then when you saw the transformation, that's what I was on about in the last podcast. When you see the back just mm-hmm. expanding, ripping the clothes, and then yeah. you see that face, and it was like, shit. Yeah. Okay, sit back, enjoy. <laughs> I think I really started paying attention to werewolves when True Blood 
decided oh, that we're going to have the most beautiful uh, werewolf going with I'll go with Joe that. Manganello. Oh my god! I'll leave you to that one. Yeah, I let, let Sam talk about that for a bit there. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> I wish I had Jake here because he would totally understand. <laughs> if, if you laminated your seat, Sammy, <laughs> just so it's white clean. But yeah, um, he was a was beautiful a, werewolf. Yeah. True Blood was an interesting take. Um, it just kept on going farther and farther. Beyond. Oh, it was ridiculous, but uh, it was beautiful. Watched two episodes and thought this is shite. Oh no, the first the first few series is absolutely brilliant, and then we get into very very uh, territory, and I'm like, nah, checked out. True I'm Blood out. was literally. It was the reverse Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones was just there for women to get the tits out. True Blood was the ripped men. That was it. That's and the story. Oh ripped my man God, with top there were some ripped men in that series. <laughs> that's yeah. half the reason I if watched it. there's no story, it. I'm not interested. Yeah. <laughs> Don't but, that's a, but, but that's the thing. The first season of True Blood, I, I agree with Sam. The story was there and it was interesting and it was Brilliant. an interesting take. But as I said, they start bringing fairies in and then some lad in from EastEnders that came in. Uh, that was a fairy or something like that, and it just got absolutely so beyond a out of fairy thingy, my Bobby. It was just ridiculous the way it went down, and mm-hmm. oh, they did some dirty to some characters with Tara, and mm-hmm. uh, no, it just it became meh. Mm-hmm. But there's, uh, like I said, there's a lot of meh when it comes to these type of movies as well because they've, they've tried a few big blockbusters along the way to try and recapture some of the things. I know when Jack Nicholson did, uh, was it The Wolf? Wolf. Um, mm. Wolf. Just Wolf. That that was bizarre. Like, I expected it to be the brilliant because who would you cast as a werewolf and perfect casting would be Jack Nicholson, especially in his prime. And it didn't kind of work for me. It, it Just because they tried to make it too clever at times as well. Uh, Honestly, didn't think it was very good. Um, I'm not a Jack Nicholson fan, though. Again, mm-hmm. every single character Jack plays, as I said in the Batman one, is just short, mm-hmm. fat, and Jack. Mm-hmm. That's it. He, he can't do anything else. He plays himself. He's crap. But then, that. yeah, because after that, we got, I think it was a Wes Craven one called Cursed. Cursed. Yeah, that, that... <laughs> the best werewolf ever. <laughs> that pretty much got reshot and redone by the studio because they weren't happy with Wes Craven's cut, apparently. Yeah. Um, Judy Greer was fantastic, though. Mm-hmm. Judy Greer is fantastic. She's amazing, that woman. I absolutely adore her. Um, mm-hmm. Jesse Eisenberg, terrible as always. Myra <laughs> Ventimiglia, awful as always. Christina Ricci, just Christina Ricci. But my mm-hmm. God, that film was so much fun. Yes. <laughs> Especially the start with um, Bowling for Soup playing Little Red Riding Hood. Yes, I mean, that's that. That's the only thing that stood stood out. But there's been so many like rumors and stuff about like the backbiting and stuff like that, and how Wes Craven was apparently locked out of the studio at one yeah. point because they didn't want him anywhere near the film because oh, wow. the what they wanted it to be like kid friendly or PG, and yeah. he wanted to do. But why would you want like if you're going to do a PG film, why the fuck would you cast Wes? Wes well, get Wes Craven to direct. Yeah. Uh, because it was just after Scream, or around about the same time he done Scream, so they uh, wanted just to, because they wanted to build on his kind of like the buzz and the theme of yeah. it as well. You, you don't hire Wes Craven to do kids stuff. No, it's he's, just, he's horror. <laughs> My God, it just doesn't work. Um, but that being said, they got James Wan to do Aquaman. Mm-hmm. 
that kind of proves your point, really, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've just you just said it right there. I didn't mind that. I'll, I'll give it to you. Aquaman wasn't as whoever, big as this. Whoever said that soundtrack was good to go on screen needs fucking shooting. The only thing I liked about Aquaman was his dad, End who later credits. went on to be Boba Fett. But yes, but, that was uh, it. There was, but there was no werewolves in Aquaman, so it can move back there. Yeah, uh, but, but no, that would have been great. interesting, though. <laughs> Cursed was uh, so oh. bad it was good. Um, yeah, wet the werewolf, werewolf puppy, mm. Zipper. Oh, I can't remember the name now. I'm sure it was Zipper, the werewolf golden retriever. That was absolutely <laughs> hilarious. I loved it. But then we got the Bel Dis Bel Dis del Toro. I can't, I can't remember del Toro. Del Toro. Del Toro, uh, as as the a wolf the man. That was kind of like a trying to go back to the old school days. It's the of, yeah, of, the, the of, remake of the nineteen forty one one. Yes. I had such high hopes for that. Yes. Until I saw Benicio del Toro was attached and then no. Did anyone actually film finish that film? Because I haven't yet. I did once and only once, and I have literally only watched it once and I will never watch it again. Um <laughs> everyone raves about Benicio del Toro. I like him in one film, and that's the usual suspects. Um the Wolfman was not a good film. Um, the, no. Don't get me wrong, the werewolf itself looked fantastic. It did. The design was great, but the, the over-CG'd it, it would have been mm. so much better with practical effects. Yeah, yeah, I think they originally did. The original one has uh, Lon Chaney Jr. Yeah. and mm-hmm. Bella Lugosi in it. Yep. And yeah. it, that's what we needed, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Now, the story for the Wolfman, like the little bits of rewriting that they've done in it was really good. I was mm-hmm. really surprised with it, but it was just, it was such a slow and boring and badly acted film. Yeah. Like, they got the wrong people <laughs> for it. If they got better actors for it, it would have been so much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they could have held your attention. Benicio del Toro is not known for holding your attention on the screen. He's yeah. not known for it. No. He's good at what he does in certain things. Sorry, I lie. Um, there was another film he'd done that was really good as well. Um, the Mexican hitman one. Um, so, uh, uh, Sicario. Mm. He was great in that. Um, I, thought he was, I thought he was good as the collector in Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> he, he was proper harmed up there. I thought he was good. I would have liked to have seen him and Jeff Goldblum together. Oh, yeah. fuck yes. That would have been amazing. I, I would literally watch an entire film of that because that would have just been the ultimate harm act and it would have been great. But again, but no werewolves. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. We do have a question from the audience. So Beth's uh, actually put a question in. Do you guys think werewolves or the wolfman are real? No. No. Yeah. <laughs> but it is an interesting talk as not werewolves per se, but if you go to ancient like Indian, like, um, like American Indian legends and stuff, the Navajo and yeah. stuff, the two top skin skinwalkers and stuff yeah. like that. Oh, yeah. And you've got um, skinwalkers, the Manitou, the Torpa, mm-hmm. Wendigos. Wendigos, yeah, like all around about the same beasts yeah. and stuff. Uh, I don't believe they are real, but I do think like probably men or creatures were around years and years ago that, like, say, were uh, had tools or acted like like kind of like beasts in the same way. Um, that's where, because I do think all these type of folklores or legends do come from a certain places. Oh, yes, they, they do come from somewhere. Um, mm. Chances are, like the werewolf legend, like the skinwalker and stuff like that would have been someone wearing animal furs mm. and yeah. a cannibal. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, oh, I've sorry, just getting bloody <laughs> tropic thunder in me. You know, when, in Robert, when, he, when Ben Stiller puts the panda fur on. <laughs> <laughs> so 
that traumatized me. <laughs> just got that flash of in me. Yeah, that, that traumatized me. That was horrible. Mm. <laughs> but it is quite interesting because uh, Beth has pointed out as well because in a lot of different folklore around the world and stuff, mm. uh, werewolves and like beasts. But that that's again probably as Kev's pointed out is basically men wearing fur or wearing animal skin to replicate or like it's the same like with the legend with Bigfoot as well. Yeah. Um, like say if, if someone ever finds Bigfoot, I probably give them a hundred quid because it's not going to happen. Um, and I, I don't know how tight I am on money. So yeah. <laughs> it was just Robin Williams's holiday photos. You've seen how hairy that one was. That's but all yes. Because um, I know we did talk about, like, say the like the pretty much the bad werewolf movies, but we have had some pretty good takes. And I would love to, like, so just with it being a quite recent one that was only a few weeks ago, like Marvel's take on this. I didn't expect this to be as good as it was. Like Werewolf by Midnight came out of nowhere and I fucking love this uh, more than I was expecting. Now, I wanted to love it, but I only mm. liked it. Mm. There was only one problem for me. Right. They squeezed so much in while missing so much out in a very short speed, like space of time and mm. it missed the mark for me. I loved what we got. Mm-hmm. But there could have been so much more. I do feel like it should have been a feature-length movie. There was so much missing from there. Mm -hmm. And I think the best thing about that film was Man-Thing. Yes. What what, what did they call him? Tim? Ted. Ted, Ted, sorry. (laughs) Man-Thing was the best thing about it and the fact that it wasn't CG. Yes. No. Marvel done practical effects. (laughs) And it was a proper... Because it can be done. It can. And it was a proper throwback to the proper Hammer horror films, which I loved. Oh. Mm-hmm. And what about you, Sammy? Did you enjoy it? I haven't watched it. <laughs> you haven't watched it? No. Fucking no. hell. We're there. We're there. I, I'm going to bollock you here. Yeah. You knew we were doing a podcast about werewolves. Yep. You're Miss Marvel Girl. Yep. You went over Marvel more than anyone. Massively. <laughs> um, and you haven't yeah, watched it. We were Disappointed. Meant to, we were meant to watch it last night, but we got completely distracted, which I'll... I am very distracted tonight because I have a very poorly kitty who's decided to jump up on my other chair and I just keep watching them. Um, yeah, we were a bit distracted last night with Baxter um, and I was meant to watch it last night. And it wasn't until you mentioned it earlier, I was like, oh, shit, that's what I was meant to do. <laughs> yeah, it'll be right up your alley, Sammy, because you like your old black and white Hammer horror films, don't mm-hmm. you? It's going to be right up your alley. And I'm really looking forward to watching it. And I was, it. I was mm-hmm. like saying, at the beginning of the week, I was like, right, we're doing Werewolves on Friday. So on Thursday... I really need to watch Werewolf by Midnight, but I got distracted. Werewolf by Night is a fantastic story. Um, Always one of my favourite Marvel characters. Mm. Loved Werewolf by Night. However, this one was too short. That's my only complaint. It was too short. They missed so much out. It's it's a strange one because I know they said they want to do like the Halloween special. Yeah. And leading up, and again, perfect timing. They hinted at it with uh, with Moon Knight, yeah. and again, got us all excited. But as you said, it was just like a, like, as you said, it was a 50-minute or 50-minute uh, episode. Something like that, yeah. And they the did fit a lot in, which again, but it was entertaining. Every aspect of it was fun. There was no dull moment. There was no uh, misuse of any of the characters and anything you got bored with. So, again, I could have done with another half hour, but have happily Easily. brought the story along and not Easily. make it feel rushed. The guy but... that played him was really good. 
Who was it? Yes. I can't remember his name, but he's really good. Um, I wasn't expecting to like him because he's he's not one of my favourite actors. Mm-hmm. But he was he was really, really good. He took us by surprise. I was like, all right, actually. You know, I can mm-hmm. sit back, I can watch this. He's he's doing all right. He held his own. And, um, Giel Garcia Bernal. That's the one. Mm-hmm. He had a, and, and that sounds going to sound strange, a little bit of uh, innocence to him. Mm-hmm. Oh, he does look mm-hmm. adorable. Mm. Bads loved like the aspect when they were going through a, like the room full of all these killers, and they were giving off all these like like how many people, how many monsters they've killed. It was like twelve, twenty four, thirty five, over a hundred. And this guy, and he's just sitting there, is like, takes in me, <laughs> but possibly <laughs> shitting himself. <laughs> he, was, he was good. He was like his mannerisms were pretty much perfect, mm-hmm. and. I love, I'm not going to give it away for Sammy, but I loved the end scene, like the end mm-hmm. credits. I thought that was really good. Yeah. The design of the wolf was good. I liked it. Um, mm-hmm. The sheer brutality was good. Mm-hmm. But overall, I think I was more impressed with his acting than yeah. anything else. Yeah. How was, was um, oh gosh, I can't remember her name. Um, she plays... Bloodstone. Uh, Harriet Samson. She was good. Hmm. Like there was no bad actors in this. She uh, is phenomenal. She was mm-hmm. Eve in X Files. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, she's a phenomenal actress. No, she I was really good. Um, she was one of the standouts. Mm-hmm. It's that voice, man. That absolute the, legend of a voice she has. I think one of the standouts for me was the big monster hunter fella, the big mm-hmm. guy. He was. Oh, he had a terrible Scottish accent, though. He did. That was he a was, bad Scottish accent. But he was funny, <laughs> and he could move. Yeah. For a guy yeah. his size to be able to move like that, it's it's quite impressive. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Werewolf by Night for me, I, I wanted to love it, but I liked it. I mm-hmm. think they're gonna they're gonna bring him back. They are, and they're gonna yeah. bring Moon Knight back, and they'll put them together because there's already rumours of the, all of that happening with Doctor Strange and bringing um Midnight Suns Ghost Rider. Together. Yeah, the Midnight yeah. Suns bring ah! Ghost Rider in mm-hmm. and the Punisher. There's already been rumours of that. Um. Mm-hmm. But the the thing that Mid- uh, Werewolf by Night has done that um apparently is going to happen going forward before the big names come to the big screen we are going to be getting hour-long specials of each character so beast magneto all of that so so cool we're going to get little hour-long backstories for them on disney plus before the big screen Uh, which characters it is but i heard a wolverine one is in the works and stuff like that um, especially with like spoilers for anyone who hasn't watched Sea Hulk with uh, with him mentioning the X Men uh, in the season finale, which was yeah. very well done. I thought <laughs> I did brilliant. have a laugh at that. It was brilliant. It was all right. No, it was brilliant. <laughs> that was that one's it was always going to split opinions. That one I've, because it I've was genuinely so different. enjoyed the show. I've mm, genuinely, there was no story at all to it, but I've genuinely enjoyed it. It's been a fun mm. watch, mm-hmm. but the last episode to me just fell completely flat. Ah, oh, yeah. I, it wasn't what I was expecting, so I was happy. That was the yeah, thing. Um, it was funny. It yeah. was funny. Um, I did like that. Um, mm-hmm. the crack the CG joke. Mm-hmm. That made us laugh. Um, I'll be honest with you. It's been a long time since Marvel's made us laugh like that show. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's been refreshing. And smashing Mac Murdoch was the best line in any show I've ever heard. I was funny <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> I, I think the best part for me was the the very end. Um. Are we allowed to talk about it now? Uh, we can. It's been a week, so yeah. <laughs> it, it's the very end where um, Timothy Roth's like in his in his uh, cell, and he's got a suitcase and a sleeping bag, 
Like mm. He's just standing there, and then you'd see everything open up with one come out. He's just like, mm. so what's this, What's the fridge situation like? Is it a shared, <laughs> shared fridge? What's the Wi-Fi thing? <laughs> I, I loved one popping up in that. Yeah, but that's the thing, because um, I know we'll talk about Wales, but because I did read somewhere the other day that we have only heard half the team of the Thunderbolts. So they've not announced. I've heard a rumor that Songbird's going to be in it and stuff like that. So uh, yeah, well, uh, the first mutant's going to be in. Well, the first big screen mutant is going to be introduced in Ant Man three. It's going to be Dazzler. Oh um, fuck off! Yep. But we're getting Neymar in Black Panther. No more. Neymar. So Neymar. But yeah. Dazzler. <laughs> He's the not, fucking bringing Dazzler. Neymar's technically not a mutant. Mm. Uh, <laughs> there's, there's speculation with it, but he's not one of the mutants. Like, but, oh, the X-Men, I, I so. can't believe that, it, that, that it'll be Dazzler. Yeah, wow, it's no wow. one expects it, do they? No, no, but, not at all. Sorry, that was my fault. We got off track there, but to bring uh, it back, random <laughs> tangents, man. Bring it back to werewolves because there's two other werewolf films that I absolutely adore. And I'm leaving the one for last because I, I want to see Kev explode with joy. Uh, Ginger yeah. Snaps. I absolutely adore this movie. I know it's very teenage girl and very teenage uh, angst and stuff like that. And all about puberty and girls like growing up and, and, and so on. But It's very fun. Mm-hmm. And it's oh, a it's dis- been a long, long time since I've seen it. Just don't watch the sequels. But the first one, as I said, as a whole, it, it takes you... On a journey, you're not expecting like all the different aspects and where to go. But mm. I thoroughly enjoy that. I can watch Ginger Snaps over and over. I just think it's a very good like theme. It's it's up there with the likes of Teaching Miss Tingle. Um, uh, what, what was the other one? Disturbing Behavior and stuff like that. Them type of them oh, um, type of like nineties horror like, yeah. like uh, out there. But but they've done a little change to with it being like. Um, a werewolf story, and, and I was there for it, and I absolutely adored it. I genuinely enjoy that film. It's fun. Um, the lasses are both fantastic. Again, both appeared in Supernatural as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought they were really good. Um, the story was good. I love the fact that it was a gradual change, like you started growing a tail. <laughs> like there was daft little bits, but the transformation in that, again, was absolutely phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to work with the sister of the guy who did the makeup on um, Ginger Snaps. He was um, <laughs> he was a scholar of George A. Romero, um, and trained under Rick Baker. And he literally, and I was saying like, how on earth does a guy from the northeast get a job like that? And she went literally. He was working in the industry and just wrote a letter to someone who said, I'm interested in doing makeup. And he, mm-hmm. he just got put in the right place. He literally was in the right place, right time. And uh, he was uh, he was scholared by George Romero and taught by Rick Baker. For the love of God, it's like the six, de- six degrees of separation, Sam, you know, George <laughs> Romero. <laughs> was Kevin Bacon in this shit? <laughs> <laughs> no, Ginger Snaps was absolutely fantastic. Um, Acting wise, a lot of it left a bit to be desired. Um, oh, but yeah, but you don't expect it in like the no. 90s horror film to be. It was, uh, it was mm-hmm. fun. That's it. Um, it's yeah. about all you can say, really. It was, there wasn't much like, there wasn't much promotion about it. There wasn't much media about it. It was just one of the ones that came and went. Mm-hmm. But it's one that you can watch over and over again. 
And it oh, is, definitely. It's, it's so much fun. I can't stop saying that. Yeah, no, it's, it's one of them things where a lot of these movies don't have it. It's the watchability factor. Yeah. And I think a lot of movies um, like this get discredited because, oh, they're not like going to break the world down or thing. Just easy yeah. watches sometimes are basically all you need. Um, like I know there's some honorable mentions or honorable mentions as well uh from like transformation wise like uh lupin's transformation in uh the harry potter was a joke that that Um, oh lupin's yeah the guy that actually does the stop motion uh the motion capture for the werewolf spencer wilding is actually out for the love of horror on uh, Mm -hmm. the weekend all right, I'll have a word with him and say, why did you fuck that up? Uh, <laughs> motion capture-wise, was fantastic. Was, I just think... Uh, it, 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 on top of that board, he's about nine foot tall, 23 <laughs> kickbox. So you Sorry. have a good day. That's <laughs> fine. Sorry, I'll have Donna there. Donna can save us. That's a good point. <laughs> um, I, I kind of think it's more. it was more child-friendly transformation. Like... True. It, it, you've got to remember this: Harry Potter is like catered for kids, and you can't have like this ravishing like man, like this like, man changing a ravishing werewolf, and like his limbs and that going all over the place. <laughs> I don't know. I think that would have worked better. But uh, the one again, I, I know I'm just going to get last up, like off the screen here. But one that was probably a bit disappointing was transformation wise was the Twilight movies. Yep, it should have been a lot more. And I like the Twilight movies, but uh, <laughs> just a bit disappointing in every aspect. But how just quick that Jacob could turn into this massive beast and have no like kind of I guess it was just turned into like this fuzzy thing, and it was just yeah that that one always left as a bit flat. Um, See, that's that's what pisses me off about like that genre of werewolf films. Mm-hmm. There's not much of a transformation. And before you know it, they're actually just direwolves. Yeah. There's no werewolf about it. It's just, hey, I'm a direwolf. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Bax has got his paw caught. I'm really sorry. Just keep talking. <laughs> but that's, but yes. uh... Hey, Sammy's wearing pants. Sammy's got pants on tonight, guys. But, uh... <laughs> but yes, that was always going to be the big disappointment for me when it came to like the transformation. Because, again, I'm a sucker for a cheesy love story or cheesy uh, anything. Um, it did have a very 80s feel to the Twilight movies, I'm not going to lie. So that's probably why what? I did. Get, it did. It what? did have a very 80s vibe to, <laughs> to the... Did it, what? It, it, it didn't. Did. It was be- the first one is so beautiful. Like mm-hmm. It's breathtaking to see the, the cinematography on that. Mm-hmm. I don't get 80s. <laughs> but I wouldn't have chose Jacob over... Uh, over I can't remember his name now. Edward. Edward, I, I was a team Edward guy, so well, it was essentially necrophilia <laughs> or bestiality. Type well, I was, I was, to- I was very torn, um, and I was, I think it originally, I think when the second one came out, I was team Jacob, and mm-hmm. then my sister reminded us how old he was, and I was like, oh, <laughs> okay, maybe I shouldn't make statements like that when he's yeah. a child. <laughs> but, well, this, this is what got me about that. Um, Jacob was known as a child. That's why everyone's like, oh, I'm going to jump onto team Edward. He's 700 and he's dating a high school girl. <laughs> team pedophile yes Beth I do have trousers on I had to make sure that I did because I've got Baxter in the bedroom <laughs> oh, but, but, but Twilight gets a lot, more, a lot of shit I don't think it deserves I think a lot of people just get on the band they get on the bandwagon and think oh, like, you get all the edge lords out there and just like oh, love, God, yeah. love I think the shit on anything if, I think over time you're... it's getting I think over time it's picked up a fan base that it originally has to start everyone, with everyone goes nuts about twilight like when it came out 
everyone was going mental about it. All the lasses were like, oh, it's so good. It's so original. No, it literally ripped off a series of books called Nightworld. Read them and it is Twilight. <laughs> Have you ever actually read any of the words out of Twilight books? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's an awful book. Oh, it is horrendous. Yeah. yeah. Seriously, go back and read the Nightworld books that were out before the Goosebumps books. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they are literally Twilight. I'm dyslexic and, and I bloody found that like hard to, like, I was like, how are you, man? <laughs> yeah, it's, um, everyone was going on about how original they were. They weren't. Nightworld was out long before them. And mm-hmm. she literally read them and fucking plagiarised the shit out of them. <laughs> yeah. It was bad. Definitely. Um, and know, one... but, um, sorry, Charlotte keeps making us jump a little bit because I see I'm moving in the background and I'm thinking there's someone behind me. But yeah, she's not in the <laughs> shot, so don't mention Charlotte. <laughs> she actually not to mention her. Oh, <laughs> apologies, but honestly. Right, what was him? I don't know, but you... <laughs> Well done, Sam. But yes, um, <laughs> on, no, on notes of good ones and weird ones. Um, seriously, but I said before we came on, you've got to watch a film called Howl. Mm. Um, yes, tell us about Howl. Howl is a really. Um, I only watched it for the first time this week. I thought I've heard so many good things about it. I've got a lot of mates that have like proper championed this film. It was it's a proper British werewolf film. It's low budget. Not many big names in it, not, not at all, to be honest with you, apart from Sean Pertwee, that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's faces that you'll recognise by watching it. Um, you'll you'll say, what's, what's he oh. off? What's she off? It's one of those films. Um, but mm-hmm. basically, a train breaks down in the middle of a forest and the driver gets off the train to go and investigate. He finds a deer under the wheels. It's derailed the train a little bit, like sort of slowed it down. Um, and he gets munched by by something. You don't really see anything. <laughs> Like, mm-hmm. um, get absolutely <laughs> destroyed. Um, so obviously they're stuck in the middle of nowhere, oh. and they're being hunted by werewolves. Um, <laughs> the howl on the werewolf was absolutely fantastic. It was a beautiful sound. This is what werewolf films got so wrong. The howl, mm-hmm. yeah, um, it was great. Apart from the howl, the noises were a bit crap. Um, <laughs> but when you saw them. It took me by surprise. It wasn't a wolf. It was right. it was more of a Wendigo. Right. But it had the werewolf legs, the werewolf arms, the teeth, mm-hmm. the eyes. But apart from that, it was very humanoid in appearance. Like there was no extended face and anything like that. Um, the lips extended a little bit for the teeth, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. But it was brutal as hell. Like there yeah. was some nasty, nasty deaths in that. <laughs> Transformation was good. Um, sorry. Oh, sorry, go on, Sam. No, no, it's just I'm having a look. I've never actually heard of it. It's honestly, it's a really good film. It's it's not massively like massive budget. It's quite small budget. It's it's not very well known, but it's it's an entertaining film. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't mm-hmm. reinvent the wheel. It's not going to give you anything new, but it's a solid watch. Some yeah. of the acting's a bit questionable. It's it's mm-hmm. a bit dodgy because they're not big names. It's not a big film, um. But it's a solid watch. The transformation scene is really good, like when the teeth start falling out and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, honestly, it's it's worth a watch. I would I would seriously suggest watching it. No, cool. I say it's one of the ones I've, that's not on my radar. But I think you mentioned it during the week that you watched, so it kind of like come back to us. Um, the other one that I was going to mention as well, because we did kind of touch on it last week uh, with uh, the trick or treat, um, the the werewolf aspect in that anthology the one we wanted more of yeah. and just the, the sheer brutality of like say the 
the transformation in that where they're ripping the skin off. It was almost like a burlesque dance at times as well. How they were, it was beautifully done. But one thing I do love about a werewolf film or when they do werewolf and aspect, when they do the attacks and like when they show you the, the aspects afterwards, it's always vicious. It's always brutal. It's, it's, it's more brutal than, than most like monster films or vampire yeah. movies and stuff. And the damage, like you're with the claw marks and stuff, when you see it raking across people's faces, it's not it's just primary. like leaving a scratch. It's taking whole chunks of flesh away as well. Yeah. So it, again, when they do it right, it's 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 always done to a degree where it leaves an impact as well. Yeah. Um, and I it's think that's probably the best way to describe like a werewolf feature. Um, yeah. And coming on to that, the one that like I say, that does leave the biggest impression. Might be just because, like I say, with it being like a UK film and just being to the degree that it is and just the tone, the language and how realistic it is in the most unrealistic situation just makes it so well done. Um, and again, if you, I'll let Kev name it because it, it's one of his favourite films that he's banged on about it for <laughs> so long. Bless Without him. a doubt, this film is one of, if not the most quotable film of all time. You mention a quote from it, anybody knows it. So, for instance, if Little Red Riding Hood shows up with a bazooka and a bad attitude, I expect you to chin the bitch. It's now a live, <laughs> live, fire, live, live action. I expect nothing but gratuitous violence from the lot of you, and I hope I give you the shits, you fucking wimp. <laughs> Dog Soldiers, without a doubt, one of the best werewolf films ever made. It is my favourite werewolf film. The beasts are beautiful to look at. They are absolutely fantastic. The cast is amazing. Mm. Darren Morfitt as Spoon is just unbelievable. Sean Pertwee as the Sarge, second mm-hmm. to none. That man nearly made me tear up through that film several times. Kevin McKidd as Cooper, yeah. unbelievable. And oh, Liam Cunningham as Ryan was just a nasty yeah. bastard. <laughs> but that film for me, my God, I remember going to see that at the pictures. I mm-hmm. walked out at uh, the Odeon in town, um, walked out, walked next door to the sweet shop, filled me pick and mix back up and went back in. <laughs> and i done that five times that day. <laughs> wow. How, I was crimi- How criminal <laughs> is it that this movie hasn't got a sequel? Not criminal at all. I've seen <laughs> the script for the sequel. Right. They've 28 days later it and it, nearly got greenlit they started casting and um, pre-production and Mm -hmm. so when everything was going on there was a u.s troop on exercise and they come in to find everything at the end of dog soldiers and that's where the werewolves come out there's more of them and it's a u.s platoon and of course it's just non-stop firefight (laughs) so nope i'm glad it didn't get a sequel neil marshall done fucking fantastic with one film Mm. and the best part of that film for me apart from the one-liners and it's not even in the film the best part of the film it's the trailers that came out with it can you remember yes, the old territorial army the... trailers yeah it was what very would you much grab? would you grab yeah. the sword would you grab the gun would you grab the whisk how about a stick <laughs> it was great <laughs> i love the tagline for this six men full moon, full moon no chance, no chance. <laughs> <laughs> yep I absolutely love it. it. It's one of the most quotable films of all time. Mm-hmm. Just that last line when um, Cooper's fighting Ryan, they think it's all over. It is now. They've got to get the <laughs> reference in for Joe because he died. Yeah. Like, what's, what's your worst nightmare? 
watching the penalty shootout with Joe. <laughs> <laughs> it's just unbelievable. But I I shit myself watching that film the first time when the mm. cow comes over the ridge because you don't expect it. It lands on the fire. Blood goes everywhere. Everyone jumps and shit themselves. And you're here. You're all right. You're all right, Spoon. You're all right. No, I'm on a thing. I've shit myself. <laughs> it's just fucking brilliant. She will call it in, and the Sarge is like, I'm not going to break radio silence because you, you lot got spooked by a dead flying fucking cow. <laughs> it's unbelievable. The comedy timing of that film, the way they look. Mm-hmm. Um, just. I every- think. Yeah, I think because I, I, I know you've got a military background. Um, like I say, anyone that's been away with any type of like gang of lads or group of lads in that type of situation, I know it's the most ridiculous situation to ever be in, but I can see why they reacted the way they did, how they, how they took to humour, how they took to like the conversation. It felt the most natural way to be in that type of situation that you can't manage. And it, that's what made it great to me because they're in such an unnatural situation but they act so natural yeah and it's, to me that was just brilliance in the writing but brilliance in the performances as well that's exactly how joe says it when they get into the actual like into the farmhouse mm-hmm. um and you start scrounging everything it's just like it's the training man you know it, you eat while you can mm-hmm. when you can and it's true if you don't know when you're gonna have a meal if you see food you fucking eat it <laughs> what i was on about in the chat um Yesterday with Kelly, Hong is a mm-hmm. powerful motivator, and it yeah. really is. Um, but that that film, like, I don't know if the lads had any basic training or anything like that, but it, mm-hmm. it was very well done how they moved together, mm-hmm. how the shots, how the, um, the scene in the wardrobe, <laughs> cover mm-hmm. your ears, close your eyes, open your mouth, mind your toes. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> like, yeah, if you're in an enclosed space and you cover your ears and keep your mouth closed, your teeth are gone like that. Yeah. They're rattling, they're gone, and you're going to end mm. up with a concussion. It's nasty. Mm. Um, so opening your mouth, it lets the pressure through. So it was it was very clever how they've done stuff like that. Um, mm. I'm, I'm assuming someone on the set, even the story, like the script, had military background. Um, Kevin McKidd uh, does the voices in Modern Warfare and stuff like that as well. So obviously mm. he'll know a, a, a fair bit of stuff. Um, but... It's it's one of those films I struggle to pick a fault with it. Yeah. Um, apart from the fact that the great Craig Conroy was only in the start. <laughs> the camper, <laughs> yeah. Mate. I love um as I said, Sean Pedry's character. Like uh, when you see him after he's been attacked and you think, oh, he's a goner and stuff like that. Sausages. And yeah, exactly. And you see his guts hanging out and stuff, and it's just it's horrific. When he's lying in the bed. <laughs> But then he comes to the really realization of what's happening to him as well, that he's getting his strength back. He's starting to heal. He's getting yeah. this shouldn't be happening. And he knows what's going to happen. And he yeah. puts it out there what to do before, because he doesn't want to turn into one of them beasts and start killing these old men. That's, that was, that's what he was. That was what he was more scared of. Like, yeah. It hurting his own men than dying. And I thought that was like quite powerful and quite like this interesting. I know the speech he gave at that point where he's just Mm. like one thing you've got to learn about command coop. Sometimes the people you kill are your own men, Mm -hmm. literal goosebumps. Mm -hmm. It was just, just the look on his face. My God, Sean Burt, we need to get bigger and higher profile jobs. But that's the thing. It it, it gets out there, but 
I think with it's a shame because he is going to be typecast for a lot of different things. I know he's, he's tried branching out, then it's not quite did it. I loved him in Luther. Like his performance in Luther was one of the best and scariest things I've Military seen. Killer. Yep, and in in Luther, I because if anyone yeah. hasn't watched it, it's one of the best BBC like, like crime murder kind of weird at the same time. But um, he was absolutely brilliant in them. Even in um, he was the only thing that was watchable in Gotham, in my opinion. But oh, again, great. Mm-hmm. Um, when they doing an Alfred series? Yeah, they are. Anywhere. Anywhere. It's, it's in the, the second or third season, I think. Yeah, it's it's not doing too great. Um, <laughs> he was fantastic as uh, Gareth Lestrade in Elementary mm-hmm. with Johnny Lee Miller. Um, well, they're friends, so they bounce really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, Dog Soldiers for me was literally, it's my favourite werewolf film of all time. Um, it's so cleverly done. Um, I just love the military humour like, Gabe mm-hmm. was talking about it a while ago. Uh, he's like, I can't get into it. It's, it's not American humour. No, American yeah, definitely it's not. It's really British. The chat are loving how passionate you are about this film. And mm-hmm. Lee says he could literally watch a whole episode of you just talking about dog soldiers. Well, if I get my votes on the films coming up and uh, everyone votes dog soldiers, I will happily do that. <laughs> Only, again, this is not a complaint. Like I said, not at all. The only thing I would say... And again, that probably is down to the type of genre that was in. Was the ending was so predictable with the with how the like the people who owned that house turning into werewolves as well. That was kind of like the thing that you were expecting um, all the way through. But it's just a shame. Again, I don't know how else they could have done or twisted it as well. But it was just a shame that they went with the obvious. And again if they could could have made something a bit different but it's it's not going to be i don't yeah. think it would have worked as well like if they try to be too clever with it at the same time so again it's not me being a negative it just like as you said it it didn't like say it went from a to b and it and like say, it didn't really deviate too much it, it from didn't that have to. Mm-hmm. neil marshall knew what he was doing he wanted a story where it went from a to b without going to z x p t everywhere else because mm-hmm. it would have been too convoluted Mm-hmm. took away from the story the whole point of dog soldiers is he wanted to put you in there with these mm-hmm. men and yeah. make you feel something mm-hmm. and it worked like people were like tense watching it because they yeah. were laughing one minute and then what the fuck the next you know they were proper jumping um like that scene with uh terry with a uh, where he's at the window dogs pussies more like and then the blinds <laughs> fell everyone jumped there and went oh fucking hell and then laughed and then the werewolf grabbed him Mm-hmm. And that that's what you wanted to do. We wanted to make you laugh and then shake your pants. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's it the, the size as well of the werewolves. They were huge. They Tell were me that massive. transformation yeah. wouldn't have hurt. Like mm-hmm. the bones and everything stretching. That was mm-hmm. aye, that that was quite nasty. Just the way they moved. Um mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. absolutely loved the, the like the last 20 minutes of that film where it's Cooper and the Sarge and they're trying to survive. Spoon's been like ripped apart. And they're upstairs and he's trying to get through the wall. He's like, where are you? He's like, I'm on the Kazi. And he's got the bloody like air, like the air conditioner and the mm-hmm. lighter. He's burning the wolf. Coop's trying to get through the wall and he sticks the tap through the werewolf's head <laughs> and turns it on. You just see that little gush of blood. I thought that was unbelievably done. The special effects were great. Joe getting ripped apart. Like just mm. that was the that is the mentality of your average British squatty. You're kind of in a van. 
you've got nowhere to go. You can't get out. It's going to kill you. You might as yeah. well have a shot. <laughs> I'm with you saying, as you said, with Neil Marshall doing this, I don't think he's hit the heights like since then of doing this. This was kind of like his pinnacle. Um, I know he's trying to move out with like the horror genre and stuff yeah. like that. So I think to go back to his roots and um, I wouldn't, like, I know you said from that script, like probably not that script would work, but I wouldn't say no to adult dog soldiers too. As you said, with a lot of these type of horror movies, uh, we normally do get about three or four different sequels. Like The Howling, what number yeah. one now? Six or seven or something? Six, 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 isn't it? Jesus Christ. The, uh, yeah. the only thing I'd like to see if they'd done a Dog Soldiers sequel would be what they've done with Love Death Robots on Netflix, mm-hmm. where they put werewolf soldiers in Afghanistan. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that, that was good. Okay. That episode was brutal as hell. It mm-hmm. was cleverly done. The animation was great, mm-hmm. and it, it worked really well. That would be the only thing I could think that I'd want to see, because yeah. they covered everything in this film. Just no. the language, no. the movements, yeah. the wolves, perfect. I know a lot of people say about Silver Bullet being one of the best, uh, like, <laughs> but I've never actually watched it, I'll be honest. Um, it's not good. It's, 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 there's a lot of different takes in the aspects. Um just an interesting take as well. If you were going to do, like, if you take away dog soldiers or anything like that, because I, I don't think we've, anyone's been asked these type of questions before. So I'm going to throw it back to you. If you were going to make your own werewolf movie, like, what story or how would you try and play it, play it out? How would you go, like, how would you do it? Hmm, I would go down the route of... Uh, Top of Joe Manganiello. <laughs> that's that's it it's just joe sat there in a rocking chair yeah <laughs> and it's just that and that's it for the whole entire movie he just sits there. yeah he just sits there um the the werewolves from what we do in the shadow right Shadows, ah, um, yes. yeah the this the werewolves not swear wolves um <laughs> they are they are fantastic it's just normal blokes in like a in a little club who mm. are, i just i love that aspect of werewolves it's I'm, so different i love that episode where they're just pissing on like all over the garden and he's like he's coming outside stop pissing on my mother's vagina <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah all different yeah what would you I've, go, Kev? Have you seen the film Summer of Sam? Yes. With Adrian Brody and uh, John Leguizamo. Mm-hmm. Essentially the same thing. You've got a serial killer on the loose, but it's a werewolf. And you've mm-hmm. got a, it's a whodunit, essentially. Mm-hmm. Beth's just you, said the same thing, but walking dead. Yeah, you, you wouldn't see the wolf. You mm-hmm. wouldn't see it. You'd see yes. the bodies. You'd see what was left. Mm-hmm. But you wouldn't see the wolf. And you wouldn't catch the wolf. And it would mm-hmm. be left open. And it would just be left like... So who who was this on a sound? You know, like yeah, who was the I, werewolf in that? Like? I'd, I'd focus on a small town, Almost, like a, a small uh, cul-de-sac, like a street, and the terror that they're going through with it. Ah, almost like the 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 was it the the, the movie Devil about the elevator where you don't yeah. know who's the, like say. Yeah, you, I, I but, wouldn't focus on the wolf. I'd focus on the people mm-hmm. and being and picked off and how they the, and how they react. Yeah, just the fear, the paranoia. Ah. I like that premise. I would take that premise, but also cross it with a bit like Pitch Black, um, mm-hmm. where it's in internal darkness, and all you see yeah. is the moonlight when it comes out, yeah. and then you see it attacks. That would be probably be my take. So again, it would be pretty hard to watch, because it would be all in just near black, and you just see very little things. But 
again, you'll be hearing noises, um, like I say, trying to get get to the rendezvous and move around. I think that would be an interesting thing. So I think me and Kev needs to write a movie together. <laughs> I think you do. <laughs> you but yes. So um, anything else oh, anyone wants to add there? We've missed one. We've cool. missed a great one. Cool. Which one? I, I'm very disappointed with Sammy for not getting for not putting this one in there. Mm-hmm. Wolfman's got knots. Oh my god! <laughs> kick him in the nards! Kick him in the nards! Oh fucking hell! Fucking monster squad! I'm very love, disappointed. I'm so sorry. Um, that I, transformation was good as well. It really mm-hmm. was, and the 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 makeup was phenomenal. Um, yeah. Wow! I totally forgot about that one. I mean, it how how is Abby? <laughs> I know it, it's one of my favourite lines as well. <laughs> How did how did you forget that one? I had the creature in as well. Right, it was some creature that did oh. not look like creature. It was the gill. It was the gill man. The gill man. That's probably a better way of saying it. But oh, that film is so fucking fun, man. It is. It's just a daft no-brainer. Sit down Sunday Sunday afternoon yeah. with your dinner film. Yeah, it really it's been is. so long since I've watched it. <gasps> it's actually it. It's one of those. Oh, I've got. I'm, I'm like dying of flu. I'm just going to lie in bed and curl up kind of films. Yeah. <laughs> I have like a list of them uh, kind of movies and Monster Squad should be in there more because it's just, <laughs> it's just so good. It's um, such a fun film. Um, it's cheesy cast, as well. Oh, hundred. Yeah. <laughs> they had the cast it um, for the love of horror. I did a couple few of years ago. ago. Yeah. Oh, I just absolutely love it. I'm trying to find out who played the Wolfman on here. <laughs> He was so oh, good. Um, <laughs> everybody loved that film. How many women went mental over Rudy as well? <gasps> yes. Every lass's first horror crush. <laughs> yeah. Wolfman. It was just, it was just oh. the foray in. With Frankenstein was good in that one as well. Really good. So good. I, I think the only one I didn't like, and that was Dracula. <laughs> what? I just I did not like that Dracula. He was very I, charismatic, wasn't he? he? I just didn't like him. Um, I, I genuinely thought the Auschwitz survivor teaching the little girl how to read German for the curse was... Yes. Oh, it was, <laughs> it was beautiful. Scary German guy was great. The kid's T-shirt. The, um, Stephen King. Yes. <laughs> or was it like featuring Stephen King or something like that? Um, oh, Stephen King Club or something like that. Oh, I love it. I absolutely love the fact that, like, everything is related back to horror monsters with these kids. Like, yep. I just, I love it. It's like my childhood. <laughs> it, it was such a good film. Like, it was wrote really well for what it I was. was. Um, <laughs> the last 20 minutes of it were great. The paranoia that you got, um, the stupid mistakes the kids were making. Yeah. Eugene phoning the, uh, like, the um, National Guard. Um <laughs> His little dog, bless him. And then that final line, Monsters Kane, who are you? And then the cheesy crossed arms with a monster squad. Like, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> the cringe factor. Oh, dear, mate. Oh, dear. But yes. it was so good. Uh, yeah, <laughs> earlier on, I typed in werewolves in in horror and like in movies. And mm-hmm. fuck me, mind. There's so many that you haven't seen, so I bet. So many. Like, far too many. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Um, hang on, in movies, I just want to quickly have a look. I can't spell movies, apparently. Um, there's just, like, Dark Shadows, Van Helsing. Yeah, Van oh, Van Helsing was, was terrible. No, It was but... a good transformation, though. Mm. Um, Red Riding Hood. Not right. seen that one. 
with Amanda. It looks like Amanda Seyfried. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, obviously the Twilight movies <laughs> and the American Werewolf of London, which is just perfect. Paris was a fun film as well. It was just daft. It was cheesy. Actually, translations were crap, but it was um, a good film. Emma, reminders of a show that I was obsessed with. Um, not today, like when we were talking about like general werewolves, like during the week. Mm-hmm. Um, being human. Like BBC on BBC yeah. Two, it was one of the best werewolf uh, visions and TV shows. I've forgotten who played the werewolf. Now I'm just going yeah, to get He's good though. That was the other thing that I loved about Dog Soldiers as well. When you saw um, the, you saw it through the werewolf's eyes, and you got mm-hmm. the black and white view. Yeah, you got clear crystal black and white night vision. Um, that was good. I'm guessing the very rugged man who I'm looking at right now is the werewolf. Idiot, idiot, la la la. Aidan no, Turner? No, no he was, was the vampire. Russell Torby. Russell Torby was the Torby. Yeah. It was a werewolf. But it was it almost humanised them as well. Like it, did. It, it had a werewolf, a vampire and a ghost living in an apartment together. Yeah. What could go wrong? It, <laughs> I lost interest in that one quite fast. Um, I enjoyed what it was, um, mm-hmm. I think, for probably about seven or eight episodes, and then I just kind of lost interest. Um, but... Tovey was absolutely fantastic. Tovey mm. is fantastic in everything he does. But, but he but is the, another one that needs bigger roles. But the big question is, and again, this is the, a question that I think needs to be asked, and we need answers for this one. We're not pissing on a werewolf. If <laughs> Lily Moon, if if Lily was a a, a vampire, Herman was how a monster. They, how did they have? How, a did, how was a fucking Eddie Munster a, a werewolf? Well, yeah. is Dolly trying to explain that with the brother? Because the brother's um, a werewolf. Her brother was a werewolf. So did she, did she fuck her brother? I don't know. I'll get a little bit insetsy in the monsters. But we might have been in Rob Zombie's version. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, well, let's face it, he is a bit of a redneck. Did they shoot this at the same time as Deliverance? <laughs> Which one of them had a pretty mouth? Oh, good God. I'm not going down that road. The, bu- the burning question has to be, from the werewolf films that you've seen, what's your favourite howl? Oh, uh, uh, the, the original American how- werewolf in London. That noise, yeah. was, I, can, I can still hear it. Stay off the moors. Mm. Stay off the moors. Uh, it, yeah. That has such, um, yeah. oh gosh, I don't know why I get hot fuzz vibes from it. Like <laughs> Just how like the, the community is. <laughs> the greater good. The greater Imagine good. though, if Sean, uh, instead of, like if, if they come back to do a fourth, and they're doing a werewolf movie. We need a petition, uh, like say Nick Frost and Simon Pegg to come back and give us a fourth movie in the Connecticut. I, I, I could, could, the shit out of it. Yeah. I'm really surprised that they haven't gone down that route. To be fair, yeah, like even like outside of the Cornetto trilogy, like they've done zombies, they did like action. He's done an alien film with Paul. Like, yeah. I'm really surprised they haven't gone down a werewolf road. Well, um, like I said, well, the, the, the Hot Fuzz action was a cult movie. Yeah. So it was kind of like uh, uh, Body Snatchers type thing in uh, yeah. and, and, uh, in World's End as well. So, And then, as you said, with Paul, like going with a crazy Seth Rogen, which I, I want to hate the movie, but I still love it because it's I got them it. two in. Yeah. I absolutely <laughs> love it. But yeah, I, imagine I them like two. Imagine them two getting Nick Frost as a fucking werewolf. <laughs> I yes. generally would watch it. Um, if if they'd done it, though, I'd want them to bring the cast of Paul back just so we could have Charles Boyle from Brooklyn Nine-Nine as a werewolf. 
<laughs> yes. I have a, I have a theory that he like Nick Frost would turn into a wolf and he'd be this huge ripped thing. Charles Boyer would do it and he'd be a puppy. Oh, that'd be, be amazing! It'd be Scrappy Doo. <laughs> he'd just be a puppy that pissed on everything. Oh God, he'd be Ruby. <laughs> but yeah, um, I, I'd love to see that. Um, I, I think Simon Pegg and Nick Frost could write that fantastically. Um, yeah. But yeah, for, for the Howards, for me, like I've got to say, it, it's got to be American Werewolf and then Dog Soldiers. I don't think because you can even like close your eyes. Like I know Sam's probably not watched it as many times as you can hear. Yeah. The howl, and that's always been the thing that stands out. Um, yeah. but it's an always an interesting one. Like werewolves, it's uh, as much as people do give it shit because, as I said, it is the butt of most jokes when it comes to like TV shows and um, like movies and stuff like that. It's always the secondary character. Uh, when it's done well, it's it's a it's a really good like premise to have, especially with the folklore, especially with. Um, like say the legends behind it as well. I know people like bang over and give vampires and like their mythology like so much credence, but I, I find werewolves so much more interesting. Like the whole like say being determined by the lunar like the like the, the full moon because even now like even people don't believe in werewolves, but people still go nuts when there's a full moon. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the yeah, energy. It does, and I truly believe that. I think it's a full moon and a new moon has an mm. absolute effect on your energy that you receive and give out. Um, I think as a teenager, vampires were it. The fucking mm. it. Like, the sexy as fuck, and that's all I wanted to be interested in. As an adult, I am swaying more to the, I want to know, I want to watch more werewolves. See, that's I've always been team werewolf. Mm. Always. Vampires, if you've seen one vampire film, you've seen them all. Like let's face they're, they're not breaking any ground. They're not really No, they're not. Mm. They're not. You're absolutely no, I can't I can't disagree. I think the with one that. that took them out of the box a little bit and twisted it was Thirty Days a Night. Mm. Which yes. was really, really good and really, really underrated good. and twisted the genre on its head a bit. And mm-hmm. um as much as I'm gonna hate myself for saying this because I fucking hate the man from Dust Till Dawn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was such a good and well written film. It was so clever, mm-hmm. um, and Christ, even George Clooney was good in it. <laughs> and that is uh, saying something. It, it really is because the man's got one move, and it is literally look down, squint, look up. <laughs> That's it. Every hey, single he, he pulled it off on ER for many, many years. Oh. That's all he does in every film, like everything he's ever done. Um, so yeah, I can understand why they hate him on American Dad. Mm. Uh, <laughs> but no, I've always been Team Werewolf. Um, Vampires, mm-hmm. they don't do anything new. What you see is what you get. It's like, oh, I've, I've got fangs. Oh, let's romanticize this. Fucking mm-hmm. don't romanticize it. Rip the throat out. <laughs> leave blood everywhere. Leave a dog print. Done. Yeah. <laughs> and the aesthetic of werewolves can be so different as well. Like they the all actual. Look different. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I've literally, I, I watched Dog Soldiers years ago and I thoroughly enjoyed the shit out of it, but mm. not to the point where I kind of can keep going revisiting it. Mm-hmm. Um, listening to you talk tonight though, Kev, like really like makes me want to go and sit and watch it again. And I don't was looking at it, the... Uh, don't watch it as a werewolf film. Mm-hmm. Watch it as a British film. Yeah. Well... Go back to sitting in a pub with your mates. Because mm-hmm. I guarantee, 100% guarantee you, there will be that one mate it will remind you of one of them because you know he's pissed out of his. He'll, he'll have been a two can Van Dam. He'll have thought he was hard as fuck when he's had a couple of drinks down him. 
mm-hmm. and you'll get loads of memories flooding back. Yeah. Um, I was going to say something I'm totally forgetting. No, um, I was going to say that I remember because it, it's not a werewolf story, but I kind of relate it back to it. And I think this is probably, again, I know I love Team Wolf as a kid, but this is probably my gateway because I'm a huge Sherlock Holmes fan. So reading about the Hound of the Baskervilles, yeah. it always did have like a werewolf type of feel, even yeah. though it was it is the quintessential British type tale where the taking the werewolf aspect out of it just made it like man being a dick and changing the thing. But I think yeah. thinking back, that was by probably my starting point and where I, I kind of got a love for it just because... I kind of was scared of the Hound of the Baskervilles more than most yeah. Um, yeah. Sherlock Holmes stories. Yeah, it was a bit of a spine chiller, really, wasn't it? It was mm. like, oh, you dirty bastard, kind oh, of thing. Oh. I was so looking forward to them doing that in um, in Benedict Cumberbatch Sherlock. God, I'm mm. so disappointed. <laughs> Awful. Absolutely it was terrible. so bad. Yeah. And I was it was. So it excited. was done badly in elementary as well. In all fairness, and I'm a massive elementary fan. Mm-hmm. I think oh, that's yeah, the case though, with, with that storyline as well. It only works if you do old Victorian. I would like, yeah. again, if they're going to, because I know the guys behind Haunting of Hill House and stuff done old tales, I would love to see that element if they try to do a story like that. Yeah. Mm. Uh, made, made it a proper old-fashioned ghost story and stuff and yeah. brought that element to it. See, what I wanted to see, um, going back to the start here, um, when we were mentioning the Underworld films, I want to see more of... Victor, Marcus, Lucian, like the entire, right, the war at the start, like it happened after mm-hmm, um, yeah. Rise of the Lycans, where um, where Celine got turned. Because you mm-hmm. saw it at the start of, I think it was the second one, where the, um, the, with the village where they were getting all the wolves and stuff like that, they started turning when they were being killed. Mm-hmm. That's what I wanted to see. I wanted to see the vampires hunting the werewolves and the werewolves getting like, mm-hmm. like sort of ripping them apart. Because that scene at the start of that film was absolutely fucking unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Like it was shot so well. It was the dead of winter. These vampires were just going in and slaughtering everyone. And then they just started getting ripped limb from limb. And you were like, oh, hello. It was it was just one of those sit up and watch moments. And mm-hmm. if you'd done a film with that, instead of what, the last three bits of crap that we got from them, mm-hmm. two, two or three, what, up to five or six now, um, I, I genuinely think that would have sold a lot better. Yeah, I, I, I think a lot of the times it's missed opportunities or people just thinking, like trying to be too clever with what they've got yeah. when simplicity normally works better and that's what yeah. works a lot more with horrors or with this type of subjects. But um, again, I think from aspects that we've talked about as well, but not really having a plan, we've done quite well. <laughs> Which always seems to go the same way. But yeah, um, I think as, unless anyone's got anything else to add, are you happy to wrap up? Yeah. Who would, um, if if you could go go back and cast one actor in a, in a werewolf film, like any werewolf film out there, and change one actor, who would it be? For comedy value, I'd probably uh, <laughs> trying to think now. Um, oh, that's a hard one, but I'm trying. To th- I'd probably go back with Jack Nicholson. Uh, probably score with 
to make Jack Nelson's The Wolf better, but casting Tom Hanks just for the for the crack. <laughs> uh, honestly, Tom Hanks is a really good serious actor, so mm-hmm. I could see it. Um, I would, uh, I would put Dustin Hoffman in American Werewolf in London, so it didn't confuse us. <laughs> <laughs> So it just doesn't confuse the life out of us because I don't know why I always thought for years he was in that film. And then when I came around to watch it, I was like, oh, oh, that's (laughs) not him. (laughs) Um, And I changed Jack Nicholson's character for Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton Paxton should have been in a werewolf movie. He should have been in a lot more than he was. Yeah. Um, But I would. I would have genuinely loved to see him take on a role like that because I mean, he'd done Severin in Near Dark, mm-hmm. he'd done Hudson in Aliens, uh, he'd done Frailty, he, he, he'd done some horror. Mm-hmm. Why not a werewolf film? Yeah, it would have been oh. interesting. I think he would have handled it well. Um, He's a talented actor. Yeah, but yes, definitely. Um, but yeah, so moving on <laughs> to wrap up. Because um, I know Sam Blesser's got the little one to look after there. Sorry, Lee's just really tickled us. Gilbert <laughs> Godfrey is Jack in the Twilight movies. Excellent choice. Well, unless yes. you heard Gilbert Godfrey reading Fifty Shades of Grey on YouTube. It's <laughs> the funniest thing I've ever seen. It's hilarious. <laughs> Rest yeah. in peace, that legend of a man. <laughs> Bless. Um, actually, that, that's something I watched earlier. I could have said in the uh, How You Doing been much somebody uh, feed Phil's got a new season out and and Gilbert Godfrey was actually as a cameo in so that's a good reference point but um if you want to watch a, a good food show just someone going around eating food and enjoying it someone someone feed Phil's a, a good watch sorry that's completely <laughs> random um, <laughs> um but yes but yes uh so that is our Friday night special um like I said most people get takeaways we do a podcast uh, <laughs> but uh, as I said, we're not going to do an episode this Sunday because we are travelling down to Manchester where we, we will take in lots of photographs and, and probably lots of video clips. You'll probably see me and Sammy arguing quite a lot, so it'll be quite interesting when Donna loses, uh, gets, goes, turns the wrong corner um, and see if I can get her to take a dildo down with her as well so I can wear it on her head as cosplay. I think I'm not getting removed from an event because <laughs> Donna's got a dildo on her head. <laughs> you haven't got the dildo on your head. You're not getting removed. Yeah. <laughs> Just walk away and pretend you don't know them. Yes, yeah, was good, good, dressed up as orgasmo. It's fine. But yes, uh, next week is going to be a fun one. So we have got a few people coming on where we're talking ghost stories. So yeah. they're going to be real, made up uh, experiences. Uh, what makes like, the local folklore? So we are getting a few people on to come and tell some tales, and so that should be uh, quite interesting for our Halloween episode. And then we've like leading up to other things. So, and again, like say with the news that broke today that we will be at Nerdfest next year. So uh, doing like our own table. So we'll have to actually get some things actually so we can actually promote ourselves rather than just me yeah. <laughs> and see what, see what we can do. But yeah, thank you guys. Thank you, Sammy, for talking it out. Bless you. No, uh, thank you. Um, and just a big, massive happy birthday to Lee, who's turning uh, 35 in three hours' time. <laughs> young lad. Oh, I know, lad. it makes me sick. <laughs> Dickhead. <laughs> happy birthday, Lee. I'm not saying it. You can fuck off. <laughs> He's only 35. He's a bit in. <laughs> but yes. Um, 
So yes, uh, thank you guys and uh, thank you, Kev, for joining us again. Uh, no problem. Hope, hope Charlotte feels better. <laughs> Currently asleep on the couch with the dog. All right, over and give her a Dutch oven or something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, same back time, same back channel, guys. Stay nerdy, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.